Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, a.k.a. Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Wong Pickups. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. Pleased to have you. I don't, that's weird. I don't know why I said that. Happy, <laughs> happy, happy to have you here. I'm also pleased. Yes, you're pleased, but we're very pleased to have on the line with us... That's you. Say your name. Here's Sean Wright from Lalligager <laughs> Effects. That's right. Sean Wright from Lalligager Effects is with us today. In fairness, I did not prompt him well enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't know where my, uh, my lead in is. Uh, that. Yeah. No that was a fun part for us. You know. What's my line? What's my line? <laughs> line! Line! <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, Sean is a builder of a very familiar looking pedal to most of us. You've probably seen it online on Instagram um, or in various uh, demos. His, he's known for the figured maple box that is smoking hot to look at and even better to listen to. So we wanted to find out what is behind that actual box not the electronics but the man himself <laughs> so sean's with us today and we're gonna have a good time so hey if uh if you dig what we're doing here on the guitar knobs you can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com and for less than a cost of a handful of guitar picks of your favorite sort or one really really thick Lucite pick, <laughs> uh, you can help keep this podcast ad free. And just think for the cost of two grande cappuccinos or two of your favorite micro brew IPAs, you can get one of our super awesome, cool The Guitar Knobs shirts as well. You can support our show at patreon.com forward slash The Guitar Knobs. And we really, really, truly do appreciate you sharing our experience with us and for your continued support. So thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you. And with that, we're going to get on with this here dang old show. We have lots to talk about because I know we've all had a very busy, very busy week in our music worlds. Uh, but before that, I did want to also bring up the point of our Facebook group is, is just blossoming these days. A lot of activity. I like a lot it. of activity. And Jared likes it. I do like it a lot. We got a note from Eric Bailey, and he was asking us if we wouldn't mind adding a Would You Rather section to the, to the group. I think that's a fantastic idea. So Absolutely. I will retrofit that with some of our previous responses, and we would love to hear you chime in with your response as well. Because it's pretty fun. It's fun for us to do it, and I'd love to see some of those responses. So thank you very much, Eric Bailey, for you know contributing to the experience for everybody. And with that, Big Tony, tell me what you did this week. This week, well, it was it was a fun project to do. I just finished it today, and um, it was a referral from a local um, repair shop who will go unnamed, and um, they had put a uh, a pair of old really cool you'd love these uh p90s uh soap bar p90s into a 61 uh sg reissue mm. oh, okay 
So, so the guy from the shop calls me and says, Hey, I've got this guy. We just put these pickups in, uh, they're dog ear pickups. Oh, I said, uh Oh, okay. Dog ear. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Dog ear. I said, okay. Um, now that part is, is excusable. I'll go into it. And then I said, so does it have the, the, the guard was the original guard, a bat wing guard. And to me and most other people, a bat wing guard is the full face. The full face, yeah. Right. SG right. guard. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh-oh. So he sends the customer over with this guitar yet this morning, and he brings it in. I open the case. I said, huh. And sure enough, it's an S61 SG. Oh, no. Lower half guard. No. Uh, the they- body, he's he has routed. He, oh, he did no. an okay job. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he put these P90s in, and what I think the reason he thought they were dog ear is because there was the little strip. Uh, right. SGs, they had, many of them had top-mounted height screw holes, mm-hmm. so you mounted mm-hmm. them to the guard. So that part. So he, so they're in there. The job was okay. Uh, I mean, I but really... Grew, but you're probably giving him credit that... It's kind of ruined, right? <laughs> is it ruined? Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's a cool guitar now. But the way that it looked, I mean, the, the lower they, half they guard. They routed it? Well, yeah, they routed it. Oh, now you just you the value of a 61. A reissues. A 61. Oh, it's a, six, it's, it's it's a, a reissue. reissue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, not, man. Yeah. Gosh, I was it's all not a like 61. <laughs> well, still, I mean, they're they're over 1000 bucks. Yeah, this was you know, a nice one. carving this, into a guitar that's over $1,000. So this was a nice one. So what... What I thought was going to be a relatively easy job, yeah. which was, oh, he's got a f- full face guard. I can just mask off where the where the pickups are now. And it turned into, oh, my God. So I, the one interesting thing that I found out was the early guards, uh, the switch is in a slightly different space. So I, when I dropped a, a, a bat wing guard onto this guitar... Mm-hmm. It bumped into the switch, mm-hmm. so I actually wow. had a short. I had to make this hybrid guard that used the shape of his lower half guard on the bottom and the upper half of another. So it's about a quarter inch shorter. So it's it, it ended up coming out nicely. Right. I've got photos we can take a look at later, or I can post. But it it just it just amazes me how many people don't know the proper terminology, or they think they do. And they're wrong. Right. <laughs> a lot of reissues <laughs> are different than the original. They're not exact. Oh, like they never are. Right. They're uh, a Fender Custom, well, which is the two wide ranges. Those are different than reissues because um, do you remember the the client, the airline mm-hmm. pilot client? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we swapped original pickguard to reissue pickguard. We had to, to route into my reissue body just to get the thing, the, the original one to fit because we were A, B in pickups. Yeah. So, yeah. So the third thing we learned is reissues are not <laughs> the same no. as vintage S- models. SGs, right. <laughs> they're the, like the same. The, the, even the 61 reissue pickup, uh, I'm sorry, the pickguards are just a little larger on the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true, and that's not even because of the and less ones pointy. do shrink. <laughs> the old the old ones were pointier too, because, and right. I think what's happened over the years, they have used templates that have worn out, right? Yeah, and the, now the corners have become rounded instead of you know a lot of the early '60s ones came to a you know a direct point. Yeah, you know on the on the horns. Yeah, yeah. Well. So that's that's my that's that's my week. If you don't have an original and you only have one or the other, eh, you'll never know. 
True. All right. So that's my week. <laughs> Excellent. What's going on in your week, Todd? Well, I don't know. I was just about to ask, uh, you know, ask Sean here because I want to hear from him. Sean, you're next. Oh, uh, I'm next. Uh, actually, I had a really, really busy week. Um, I just got done doing a, uh, a secret project, um, basically a um, private labeled thing for a company, mm-hmm. and it was. It was really tough because it was something I hadn't taken on before, and they had approached me, and so I've been dealing with that for the last couple of weeks. It was a Costco, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I'm also working on the proto for uh, a new release for a pedal, so that that's also been kind of fun. Uh, not to mention that the dirty secret that most of us have is that we all have regular job so i'm in a very busy spot at my uh day gig too so it's just been kind of hectic but i'd rather be busy than not so yeah for sure there are worse problems to have yes uh are you able to enlighten us or share any kind of knowledge Uh, on the i can enlighten you on the proto that i'm working on i cannot enlighten you on the project that i just did no problem uh, just other than i did it (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, the, the proto for the, the new release that we're going to have out, it's going uh, to be called the Chameleon, and it's basically an Ottawa and a fuzz in the same <laughs> box. And okay. you will be able to have order switching on it. So you can do the fuzz into the Ottawa or Ottawa into the fuzz. Oh, wow. And I'm going to have some neat little tricks in there too. Uh, so that's we're hoping for. This thing has been getting pushed back and back and back. I was like, I swear it'll be out. Um, but I think it looks like late summer, early fall, we're going to finally have this bad boy out. Uh, I actually got the board in my hand right now, and I'm stuffing some boards to get it up. But uh, so that that's going to be a fun project. And then we're also in the process. And I have to apologize to you, Todd. I did not have enough time to uh get you a cherry box i wish i really could have that's okay, um, man. but we're in the process of rebranding that so that oh. uh, is going to go into a wood box as well mm. yeah and it's going to be a different design than what we have with the canalia okay uh so that so lots of things going here at uh, lolly hq well i absolutely understand it we you know we talked last week and i know that you had a, a big order to to work on so hey we got the canalia i saying it right right you are saying it absolutely right okay, now for those who are listening uh well why do i do that every day they're, of course they're listening that's how they <laughs> i don't know where does that come from well they can have for this on and just not be paying attention yeah i hope not um <laughs> For those that um, maybe aren't as familiar and are beginning to look for it, hopefully not while you're driving, it is. It looks like it is spelled Canaglia, but yes. uh, w- w- we'll get into the, the details of that <laughs> just a little bit. I just did want to ask, though, what was the maybe the genesis of saying, hmm, I think I should build an Ottawa slash fuzz? Um, you know... <laughs> One thing I've kind of noticed, um, you know, everyone talks, and I agree, this right now is the golden age for effects pedals. Oh, man. Uh, No time in any other time have we've had more, better, 
uh, unique pedals than we have right now. Uh, the, on the other end of that, it is probably the most saturated market we have right now and probably uh, forever. I, and, and I must say, uh, my wife is also my business partner, and she is actually responsible for a lot of that beautifulness on those boxes. We decided a while back that I am not, and, and I was never interested in doing it anyway, but we are not going to take the path of look at our clone clone. We're not right. going to take the path of look another TS-808 with really cool diode switching. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made the decision that we are going to build unique or try to build unique pedals that interest us. And I think in the long run, you're going to have people, probably not as much as you would to begin with, with whoever wants a clone, clone, which there are a lot of great ones out there. But we just don't want to compete with that. And yeah. we're not interested as a player. I like unique things. I'm the guy who is at the pawn shop wanting to buy. I'm a fuzzaholic. I, I wanted to buy the most <laughs> nastiest broken up fuzzes and Splatter. take them home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really <laughs> nasty, nasty stuff. And we want to make just unique but useful tools for musicians who are looking for something different. Yeah. So that's where the you know idea for the uh, chameleon came from. The exterior look and the vibe of the canalia came from, and our first pedal, uh, the cherry box, where that came from too. Interesting. Well, I we have so much to talk about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we just have so much to talk about. Yes, sir. Let's grab a lemonade and sit on the porch. Coffee talk. Mint julep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks for sharing all that. Um, yeah. Jared. Yo. What's going on, buddy? So much. It's like I have to spin the wheel in my head just to pick which new thing is in my guitar world life, man. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Tony spun it. <laughs> okay. I got it. So, <clears throat> for some reason... I'm going to have a lot of fun editing all that. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I've been on reverb more and more lately. Um, Just I really because like guitars reverb. are cool and reverb is awesome. I'm sneaking my product I over from reverb, eBay reverb. onto reverb right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I ran into this... Actually, the idea to get this pedal I saw on Instagram, on Instagram, and I even forgot who posted it, but it, it's called a, a Telray Morley oil can. Uh, that's the slang term, but uh, it's a Telray Morley ro- rotating sound pedal, um, and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculously huge. So, so it's like a half a block or something, it's, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's that enormous. Go, go with this case. You need a pedal it, board yeah. for your pedal? You right. Do. You need a whole pedal board for this thing, and that's why I like it. It's humongous and heavy and just... Industrial. And awesome. I, it will listen, protect man, you during bar fights. For those who haven't figured it out out there, that's listening to this right now, I'm six foot six, and I'm about 320 pounds. I'm a big, giant fat guy oh, oh, you're oh. not fat but i'm a little fat and just a little you're bit a little of everything fat. man I'm just throw with a kitchen sink i'm a big dude man so i like big rugged 
good pedals except for guitars and, and tiny little guitars. tiny guitars <laughs> <laughs> right with paper thin necks it, it is messed up how i complain about heavy guitars yeah well no you got a bad back it's okay well yeah but it's from taking out all the guys out of the bars when you were an mp so <laughs> i got on reverb and i started looking for these things and uh i, f- I found a fellow that had one that had one for sale and he really liked it and he, he was real passionate how he described it on his uh, listing. And because because of his passion and how he described it and how much he liked it, and he, he actually had a video that demoed the pedal, too. Did he have an accent? I don't think so. I wish he did. If he did, it probably wasn't as weird as mine. And they're but. passionate about this oil can effect. Yeah, I love right? it. <laughs> I hope the it oil goes is to very oily. But hole. it's so... Out there and weird and come with me, my friend. Big, heavy, <laughs> rugged, sharp, industrial. You know, you stub your toe into the thing. You know, yeah, it's a monster. And it's all polished, uh, polished aluminum. It's, no, it's, it's chrome. chrome. It's all chrome. It's all chrome. By chrome. polished aluminum, Black I mean chrome. chrome. That's right. With the cool Morley logo. Yeah. Well, not the not Morley just man. a. It, it's huge. The, it's the old foot. You know, the the Morley pedals as his feet. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's, it's got the creepy it's guy giant. on there. <laughs> right. Well, and isn't that thing like four inches tall too? Yeah, I mean, not just wide. Well, it's bigger than that, it's, man. It's more than it's, it's at least like five six, or six. I'd say six at least. It's enormous. It's an awesome pedal. How and, does it uh, sound? Well, when I got it, <laughs> <laughs> by awesome, if you sounds like shit, then yes. When I got it, the, the guys had it for so long. I don't know if he knew, but the pedal was reversed. So uh-huh. with the oh. toe down, that was the low and the quiet. It was the low on the wall, the low frequency, and and the low volume. And then with the toe up and the heel down, that's that's all the high and the and the high volume. I was yeah. like, and I I was like, oh, I can get used to this. And then I plugged it in. I'm like, you know, five seconds later, I'm like, nope, got to change it over. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that's what I did. I figured out how how it worked, and it's got these the two little sensors in there, um, and uh, I was I was pretty impressed to see that. So it's how, an optical, right? Uh, it's not a red laser, but it's it's uh it's a light. They're light sensors. Yeah, so it's optical. Okay, optical. You're right. And uh, so it took me a while to figure it out, but I figured all that. But it's all not myself. just a wah. It's not just a wah. Yeah, because it's got the rotating thing too. Right, but actually the rotation is separate from that. Okay. So you can mess with those all day long, and the rotation thing is is the same. Uh, so I messed with those. I got them right. The rotation works okay. There's there's a little bit of noise kind there. Kind of like but a Leslie I, emulator. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a little noise going on with that right now. Did but you I check think the oil level. It's got a little click. <laughs> yeah. Check yeah. the dipstick. I, I haven't you found need to the dipstick the yet. Hamster. Yeah. But it's literally a can inside there. Yeah. And if you look at the side, it, it looks like you could take a screwdriver and, and pry open the side if you take the can out. It, you know, the, it, it, I, I'm, I, I mean, I'm serious that there's there's an oil level that has to be in there. Really? Yeah. Well, what would make the oil go away? Age? The, the well, it, it will end up getting thicker, and then it'll start sticking to the sides of the can. Yeah. The Those Diamond... Once in the late 40s, early 50s. Yep. Yep. Yeah, those were the same thing. And you're not supposed to open those because there's really, really nasty stuff that's for the human body not to 
touch. Mm. I'm sure it's different than the. He's morally, six foot but... six. It's not going to hurt him. Uh, <laughs> my skin's different. <laughs> you know the best thing about that pedal. You know I wasn't a believer, but when when we got down close to it, that we were able to talk to the other only guy that has one through it. Um, in his treehouse, it was so cool. <laughs> I've never seen one before, and I've been playing guitar for like almost for 30 years now. Yeah. I've never heard of one. I've never seen one. Very rare. But I got to tell you, they're really cool. And if it's in good condition, all there, uh, they're going anywhere from three to 800 bucks. Wow. So that's a pretty big gap. And it's a big gap, but it's willing. It's what you're willing to pay for one because there aren't very many out there. Mm. But it's a really cool. The only thing, if if I wanted to change something on it, and I'm debating doing that because I really don't want to alter it. Um, but I would love to have a pedal guy um, mod it so I can actually turn the speed down. Hmm. of of the the rotation so it, the, the pedal doesn't affect the rotation it doesn't affect the uh, rotation it only it seems like you should be able to like that would be a switch to like yeah either did you make try that it? do the now, law or you can you can uh change the intensity mm-hmm. of of the rotation of the wah 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 but and you can also change the volume of the mix that but not the that speed goes up, but not the speed and so you, it's and like, you didn't try Moving the, I tried everything. Okay. There's no speed effect on that pedal. Huh. Uh, you could probably do it with like a rheostat. That's type, what I was thinking. That, yeah, you, you, if you stick a regular, um, you know, pot on there, depending on the voltage, you'll either smoke the pot or it'll be just so damn noisy when mm-hmm. you're doing it. But if you did a rheostat, that might actually work out pretty cool. You know, I've got a really good, high quality. Um, it's not a real stat, but it, it's kind of like a real stat, but it's it's designed to uh change the speed on industrial equipment like yeah, be like routers and drills stuff like that mm-hmm. maybe that'll work mm-hmm. it'd be cool if you could get a separate pedal to plug into this pedal yeah and make it like a <laughs> speed pedal well yeah because i to, yeah. to be quite I've got honest, an old sewing machine in my <laughs> grandma's that would that would be perfect i've got i've got the right thing but i just don't I don't want to alter this thing to to ruin the, uh, you mm. know, I don't, I don't want to ruin it to where it's not, it, yeah. the value's gone. At, I mean, at bare minimum, uh, Sean, are there any guys out there that could do the oil can re- um, refill? Well, I think I know a guy. Um, he's a little busy right now. He's talking to uh, some guys on a podcast. So I'll have oh, to wait no. it's done. <laughs> well, when he gets I free, see. maybe. <laughs> I was like, hey, hey man, you're bringing up another podcast happy, on our show? <laughs> I would be happy to at least look at it and uh, and that. take a look at it. And, well, you could uh, probably that go would over be, it. That would yeah. be like a, for a funsy, so and it wouldn't even cost you it. anything. Yeah, go over it all. Well, you yeah. guys can work out some kind of cool bro deal on the yeah, side. Yeah, my, 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 uh, I've got an uncle that lives in Traverse City anyway. I should go up there and knock on his door. Well, is I'm that a euphemism or something? <laughs> I don't know. No, literally, <laughs> I should probably go visit him. I don't know, snorted. <laughs> the last time I was in Traverse City was like 1985, and we oh, went to. Oh, holy! Yeah. Yeah, we went to. Uh, we went to the park. The that is Yogi riveting. Bear Park. So listen, what is what I did this week? Hey Todd, what Todd, did you what do, did this, you week? do <laughs> this week? Because I know you're gonna cut that out. 
<laughs> I'm leaving wow. this in now. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Well, I did a whole bunch of things, but I think because you mentioned reverb and there's a big, enormous case. Aircraft carrier case. This thing is huge. And that's a sexy Sitting on the case table. Uh, I, so I put up, those who have been listening for a while know that I've spoke of the Godin uh, Fifth Avenue Kingpin that I put up for sale. I, so I had it on reverb. Now, this was a bit of a dilemma because I, I put it up and this, there was a guy from Australia. If you're listening, again, I apologize. <laughs> but as soon as, as soon as he gave me an offer, I countered and then realized, oh no, this has a redwood fretboard. And I don't have any paperwork for this because I got it used. Ooh. And I was like, oh, man. And redwood? so, uh, not a redwood. <laughs> I was going to say, I've got, like, a, <laughs> I've got a sequoia. Uh, redwood <laughs> forest, right? Laminate top. Bamboo. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, so I, I have a pine. Ooh. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know what I mean. Rosewood. I got a, I got a rosewood finger fretboard. And, um, <laughs> So yeah, So anyways, Rosewood fretboard, and then I was like, oh crap, what have I done? And so I contacted Reverb and I said, look, here's the situation. They said, yeah, that's gonna be a problem. They gave me all the the they gave me a link to the website um for the C I T E, which is the mm. site for short, uh, which is the 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 Rosewood rigmarole that you got to you know go through and it's actually pretty extensive so i we both agreed myself and reverb that we should just decline that offer and you know get out of it which you know anybody who's bought stuff it's like the minute you get the yes you your endorphins you are the happiest person on the planet i yes yep. i found it i got it it's mine here it comes take my money ah, right? right and i had to say oh sorry dude and i felt really really bad about that but i also realized look i i can't i can't i can't actually make this happen well the downside is it would be sitting in australia customs for exactly a month yeah, or you two don't want five well, for a year or, or forever forever They'll all pass it around and play it. And <laughs> It'll be it. like that scene in Indiana Jones where they go into the warehouse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. exactly. You know it. Uh, so anyways, I, you know, Reverb was super, super helpful, and I truly appreciate their customer service. It was fantastic. They got me out of a jam. And then after that, they even they said, look, you know, um, this was obviously – a bummer for you. You it took you out of the you know the sales stream for a while because as soon as you as soon as you say I want I yes I'll take that offer you immediately disappear from the sales boards and so they reinstated my my thing in this in the sales board and they gave me the the um, a whole bunch of extra boost points. They didn't have to do that and I just I appreciate customer service. Thank you Reverb for doing that. Very cool. So then I immediately, right after that, got an offer for a for a trade, which I was not expecting to do because I was 
ultimately trying to get um, a Martin pretty random DXAE, which is uh, uh, an all composite acoustic. This guy hit me up and he goes, "Hey, will you take a '96 Gibson Explorer?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." But in the back of my head, he's going, "Hell yeah, dude! Take it, take it, do it!" <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, no! I need, a, I need, a, I need to sell this thing." And he's like, "You better go get that guitar, dude!" Because <laughs> like, yep. it's an Explorer for Pete's sakes. Yep, this is like so cool. So now there's a big explorer sitting on our table right it's here. It's glorious. And uh, good it, man, good man. It's yeah, a, it's very a, glorious. It's explorious. Yes. It is explorious. So it's the cream with the white pick guard and the black Ah, headstock. that's the best one. It is it's the tight. best one. It's tight. And it's got the case, which this needs to be shipped on an elephant strapped to its back or something. It's right. huge. It's too bad, it, but it's missing the pink satin. No, it's got it inside. Oh, is the pink satin in there? It's all pink oh, satin. Nice. No, no, no. There's a pink oh, satin. Oh, the shroud. Or the shroud. Call no, it a shroud. shroud. That's, we, we, that's, that's called the Victoria's Secret case. <laughs> I've got the... I've this got, is the pink inside, though, with the, uh, with the brown leather I've got case. the same guitar at home. I got the same big case. I got the shroud. But I'm still envious you got this guitar the way you did. I mean, yeah, you yeah. scored big time. That's, that's well, I think it's a proud of you. Uh, hang on. So anybody out there who's familiar with either one of these guitars is going like, wait a minute, that is a huge offset. What's wrong with the picture? Which is exactly what I asked. Mm-hmm. Because price-wise, this, 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 that's a big difference. Yeah. However, when you need something, you need something. And when you yep. need to move something, you need to move something. We both just happen to be in the position of each other needing those things to happen quickly and uh, he was looking for exactly what i had i wasn't at all looking for this <laughs> but i couldn't say no i was like yeah man let's do it you stick it on reverb it's gone in a week uh, well we'll see i think i might keep it and sell some other ones to pay for the uh the martin but sell it to tony <laughs> but that's the fun of it that's the fun of it trade you know? it to tony. we're gonna like, do it we're gonna do a trade that's right tony yeah tony needs bp it. the official the official gas station for craigslist trading <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> anyhow so that was that was a fun thing and um i'm gonna have fun playing that for a while that's awesome i still yeah. gotta get that out of the guitar though because we got gigs coming up so. <laughs> well you can borrow mine if you have I me mean, if you, if you oh, want yeah. to take that just try it out yeah well i will we'll try it Okay, woo-wee, doggies. Cool. It's been fun so far. That's a busy week. Everybody's busy, busy, Yeah, busy. and we're all leaving stuff out. I know it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it. Hey, Jared, what time is it? What time is it? One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Yep, that's right. It's four on the floor time. Sean is going to walk us through his four must-have pedals. Now, since he's a pedal builder, he can't say his own pedals. And I would not cheat and say that. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time coming up to hear all about your awesome pedals. So um, what do you got? Well, you know, it's one of the cool things about being a pedal builder and the networking is I am friends with lots of pedal builders. So it always seems to work out that I get a lot of their stuff uh, and vice versa. I mean, there's a lot of trading going on that shh, don't tell anybody it's a secret. <laughs> um, but the four pedals I have on my board that I would not remove, oddly enough, three of them are fuzzes, and, wow. and one is one is my uh, my 535Q um, Dunlop Wah. Well, let's start uh, with that one. It's a great pedal. I mean, it it, it 
there are like guys who make optimum awesome was but unfortunately they kind of only do that one thing i wanted to be able to have the ability to be flexible with a wah so with the q control and you it also has the the boost section in it um, it's just a very flexible very cool wah and so i love it so it's the one that i always have on my boards you said the, uh, with the q control what's the q control um that adjust the, the point the midpoint so okay. you know like when you have a wah sometimes it it hits fast yeah or sometimes your sweep is like really nice and you know thorough through it mm -hmm. that's what the cue control uh, adjusts for and um and it also has like uh, uh you know selecting in terms of what kind of uh cap you know whether you want more bright more lower oh. um so it's it's just very flexible wah i, I like it and uh, Dunlop makes really good stuff and I'm, I'm happy with it. Nice. Uh, the other three things are some of my favorite fuzz pedals of the last year. Okay. One at a time uh, now. Yep. Um, the very first thing, uh, my friend Leon at Pelican Noise Works. Oh yeah. Makes this fuzz pedal. It's called the Pelotar. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were to look at this pedal, the first thing you would think is clone clone because mm -hmm. it looks like a clone of a clone. It has the same knobs. It's gold. It has some weird mythical beast on the front of it, <laughs> but it is nothing like a clone. It's a fuzz, and basically it's a big muff and a JFET type fuzz, and the things that you have on gain, treble, and output, gain – uh, basically is a switch between one or the other fuzzes. So it doesn't act like a gain. It just changes. So, it, you know, it's made to look like what it's not. The treble changes the treble or bass depending on where you have that channel, I mean, that, that pedal. So let's say you have on the big muff side. If you turn it clockwise, it gets bassier. Now, if you put it on the the FET fuzz, it gets troublier. So it's kind of it's kind of weird weird how it works. And on the inside, there are two gain pots, so you can adjust the taste. Uh, it just it's just an awesome all around fuzz. Uh, my my second and well, it's probably my favorite fuzz of right now. There's a guy up in Canada. He's in uh, Quebec, and his name is uh, Mark Gagan, and he is making point one to one copies of some of the best and rarest fuzzes around and i just picked up his grizzly fuzz which is uh exact copy of a uh burns buzz around fuzz mm. and this thing is a monster i love it um and i'm a fuzzaholic so you can never have too much fuzz <laughs> yeah. and i could probably just have this fuzz on my pedal board and be happy and then my last one is from my buddy Andy Green down in Florida. He makes this fuzz. It's called the His Fuzz, and it's basically his interpretation of a fuzz face. Huh. But uh, it's really super nice because, first of all, it has Germanians in it. The circuit's tweaked, so you don't get all that nastiness with you do with Germanians where if it's too hot, it flubs. If it's too cold, it's icy. Mm -hmm. um, the way the circuit's laid out in this, it uh, keeps it very consistent. So you get the wonderful things about germanium with a lot of the last things that you don't like about it. And it's just an all-around killer fuzz. So basically, gentlemen, three fuzzes and a wah. 
Do you yeah. need anything more than that? That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, know Andy, I know Andy Green, actually. He sends me pickup work to do for him. So, so yeah, Andy he Green's is a good a dude. Awesome dude. Awesome yep, dude. Good dude. That's cool, man. Do you uh, do you stack those fuzzes at all? Uh, you know, I I won't do all three. <laughs> yeah, well, you just but, sound like uh, absolute. Well, mind. I mean, I I yeah, I don't want to lose my hearing or yeah. or anything else. But what? yeah, I will stack up two because you can get nice a thick fuzz if you put two fuzzes together, so you can kind of get something that's still articulate but has a nice beef to it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, there's lots of cool things you can do. I like to throw a little OD in front of a fuzz now and, now and again. Yep. Yeah. And you know, oddly enough, a canalia after a fuzz, it's just a thing to behold. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So oh, if you ever have a fuzz and you ever have a canalia, mm-hmm. put them together. And you'll have a marriage made in heaven yeah, or in hell, that depending like on a, where you want to be. A delicious uh, dessert or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a yeah. fuzzy canalia. <laughs> Cannoli, canalia. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Well, thanks. Well, let's get on with it. So, Sean, I, I mean, I've seen your your pedal, specifically uh, the Canalia, mm-hmm. in the slipstream of the interwebs for some time now. I've always looked at it and said, well, that's different, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, as we were discussing earlier, it also looks like something that how do i say this it may it it, it almost it, it's like it might be too good for me you know yeah, when i saw I it get that a lot and i was like i gotta find out more about this thing hmm. so we got to talking and you are here and i will say first thing before i before anything else can be said if you listen to the demos everybody out there if you're listening to the demos on youtube even with the best stereo or headphones or whatever you're listening to on it, this thing absolutely blew us away. I mean, thank you. There is no possible way you can truly understand what this thing does in a demo. It's a, it's one of the only ones that I can honestly say like there's not the only way to actually understand this is to actually play it in person. It was pretty astounding. Thank you I would, very much. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it's and that's the end of the interview. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, not only is it it's pretty to look at. I mean, and it's unusual having the you know a wood box with a flame maple top, which is very cool. Yeah. But very. Uh, but more importantly is, is how it sounds. And I, I was kind of shocked when we opened up the back, and there's really not circuitry wise. I mean, not that's a lot all point to, to point wiring. It's, it's beautifully wired. So it's yeah. I mean, it's inside and out a beautiful pedal and sounds great you've managed to do something specifically you know we only have this one pedal in front of us Mm -hmm. and this is sort of your you know your flagship right yes that's our flagship yeah you're able to make something that is beautiful make something that is unique make something that everybody who is super interested in the guts you actually on top of all that have created something that does feel unique though you wouldn't necessarily know it uh again without playing around with it because Mm -hmm. at face value it's um you know it's it's an overdrive or a boost or it's a boost overdrive i you know i looked into a lot of the videos that that are out there and i think one of the terms that was coined 
it's not a, a tone shaper, but a gain. It's a gain shaper. Gain yes. shaper, yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's TM, 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 <laughs> gain shaper, TM. Yeah, you better get on that, son. <laughs> and that, after hearing it, and then after hearing that description, it like all crystallized. So we're going to talk a lot about that right now. But okay. we also want to find out sort of your, you know, like how you got into this, what your backstory is. Since we're discussing the pedal at the moment, mm-hmm. do you want to just kind of tell us a little bit about a little bit more about what we're talking about? Like, let's go through this pedal. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, it, the uh, concept kind of was a thought experiment where I had had this circuit, and you are right, Todd. It's 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 I wouldn't say minimalistic, but it's it's simple. And it's simple on purpose. Um, but I had the circuit, and I thought, well, I know a guy who did this, and I knew a guy who did this, and why can't you make a wooden enclosure? And, and there's other people who have done it before, um, but I had never seen it in a production-type situation. So I was lucky enough to have a friend out in California who had a CNC machine, and we I had the concept and the look and everything, and he came up with the idea about using the CNC and using the bracing on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a video, I don't know if you saw it, where I literally run my car over it and, like, park it on top of the box. <laughs> no. uh, I got tired of people saying, it's a wood box, I will break it. And I'm like, no, no, you're not going to. Well, I'm not going to say no, because if you tell anybody they're not going to do something, (laughs) it'll be done. But so we came up with the concept, and it was something that I was going to just do for fun. I'm like, I'll throw these out there, and uh, and then eventually I'll take this really cool circuit that I've been playing with, which um, it's not quite like anything out there. Um, uh, The concepts are kind of like some other things. It's just kind of what I'm doing with it. And I thought, well, I'll just put it in a metal box or whatever down the road. And it kind of one of those things where he slaps you in the head and they're like, uh, duh, no, leave it in a wooden box. It's people are talking about it. People want to play it. And so we kind of went from something that was simple to begin with. And then we went whole hog and started doing the figured tops and stuff and we can do anything from a billet of maple or hickory to anything to like you know triple a uh flame top um the concept i wanted to do with it is that and you did say something that i get a lot of it's like well i'm I'm afraid to step on it but you know i like i throw six coats of lacquer on that thing Mm mm-hmm and I tell people, are you afraid to take that $5,000 PRS out and play it? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously right. not, because you do. And the last time I checked, when I turn the pedal on, I'm not, like, trying to step on everything but the switches. So <laughs> so the switch is pretty much the thing you step on. Yeah. But it's really rugged. And it, yeah. We just wanted to do something that was unique and fun. I mean, it really came out as a thought experiment. Ah, this will be fun. This will be a cool idea. Hmm. How and did you, uh, how did you get there, though? 
I mean, I never would have thought to use a, a maple box for a pedal. How, how well, did you get there? Well, maple maple was an easy choice because um, I, I wanted to use it hardwoods, and I knew right away that I did not want to use exotics. Uh, for one of the reasons why Todd just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of issues with trying to source wood. And a lot of the exotics are, are really tough to work with. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever seen bloodwood before. Yes. But it's mm-hmm. it's I, I had a piece and I was going to do something with this. And uh, no, <laughs> yeah. like it'll chew up your bits. So. Um, so we said, you know what, we'll do walnut, we'll do hickory, we'll do maple, um, and that's pretty much what we're sticking with. And we will do cherry, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted it to be simple in terms of choice. I mean, we the only thing we really differ on is whether you have a figured top, A, or what kind of figured top you want, if you want tiger if you want flame you want quilted mm-hmm. bird's eye and like everything in between so our idea was to just do something really fun really unique and try to do it at a price point that didn't scare people away and I, you know it took us a while but i think we got there finally you just mentioned price when i first saw this i was like whoa uh, that's dang near the very $300 mark right there for a pedal. Right. Uh-huh. And then I heard it <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. I completely understand now. I 100% get why would want this number one and why you would say, absolutely take my money. Um, well, yeah. And it's like one of those things where, where are you going to find a truly point to point, hardwired pedal in a exquisite enclosure mm-hmm. that sounds as great as it does for 279 yeah and then if you go with the standard you're basically talking 219 that is com- you know compete with any od od that's out there right now oh yeah so it's, you know, we're not too far off the mark. And when we first started, we had our price a little bit up. And, you know, and at the time I thought, Jesus, this is quite reasonable. But um, there is a – there's some things we had to fight through and we still do to this day. I mean there's a – you know, stigmatized with the fact that it's wood. And then we're stigmatized with the fact that, well, it's beautiful and I don't want to take it on the road or I don't want to do that. And these are all legitimate concerns. But – uh, you know, through education and trying to tell people and, yeah. you know, it's like, this is, this is a tool. This is something you take out and just because it's beautiful and that, you know, it's, you're not going to hurt it. And I don't know about you guys, but I kind of like when my really cool guitar after about 15, 20 years kind of gets checked a little bit and sure. you kind of get that real yes. sort of, uh, yeah, you know, um, the wear. Yeah, wear on yeah. it and stuff. But well, you said it. You said it well. You said it's a tool, and I think at when we're talking about this, the very first things that we discuss are how it looks, the appointments. You know, you've got like some of the best knobs out there on that thing. Uh, you know, they're they're heavy duty chrome washers, big thick chrome washers, heavy duty uh, aluminum knobs, knurled aluminum knobs. I mean. Every part on there is top notch. Now, if you're just looking at it for that reason, you can say, 
I just needed to set, to to make this noise. I don't need all this other stuff. But but you're missing the point because the the aesthetic is instantly forgettable once you hear it. And that's saying something cuz this is a very memorable pedal to look at. It's a it's just a it's a weird mindset thing you have to kind of get past cuz most pedals you think are a tool, a utility. I click on it, it makes my guitar sound like this. With this, you look at it instantly in a, in a slightly different way. You said mm-hmm. that it was, um, uh, you know, a classic kind of like simplistic design. And I used to work on vintage Porsches and uh, import and, you know, European imports from the uh, 60s mm-hmm. and stuff. Cool. And the minute I pulled this thing out of the box, I was like, whoa, it's, it reminded me of some of those cars that I worked on everything's perfect on here everything makes sense it's not overly indulgent all the parts are you know made out of really quality stuff you want to touch it all and you know it's gonna go fast (laughs) that's the cool part (laughs) so really quick um i think the most obvious thing yeah we were kind of wondering where the name came from Okay, the, the name is kind of funny. I, I have a friend. Um, his father is from uh, Cyprus, and he they make all these really great foods. They make goat cheese, and it's, you know, going over their house is like, I'll go over there and I'll come home and I have to take a nap because of all the great <laughs> food they make. Well, me and him were talking, and I said, you know, I've been really wanting to do like dried meats you know i was on my food television you know jag and i was like oh i'm gonna make meats and you can do this and i'll do that and i was trying to think up a kind of a fancy name and i thought well you know do that opposite come up with a name that people go what so canalian uh canalia in uh, uh sicilian is uh rogue or scoundrel Oh, so <laughs> that's cool. I just thought it was kind of a neat play on that. Well, regardless, after you drink the beer and you go home, you forget the idea, you know. So like, well, I'm not gonna make meats. So when I, I've always had the name in my head because of that, and I thought, you know, I just really like that name. And uh, it, it's funny. I remember when the Uber shawl came out, um, and. I always thought that was a cool name for that amplifier because it's like you wouldn't expect it. You would think the Dominator or, the, you know, this guy comes out, you know, and he's like Ubershaw. I'm like, okay, I get that. I get what he's trying to do with that. And that's what I kind of brought to using that on on that pedal. Mm-hmm. And I just think it fits it pretty well. I mean, if I would have put OD3, 2, I mean, it just yeah. it wouldn't work. And like you said about the Porsche stuff, it kind of lends itself to that sports car type mentality with that name. And I just thought it was a great fit. And and I probably will never do anything like that again because I swear I had people tell me every day, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> and I just instead of saying the G, stick your tongue on the top of your roof and go, Canalia. I and feel you they, on that, man. I live in a town called Pataskala. Oh, God. So try to get on the phone and order things and tell people where you live, and they always ask you to spell it out, so I just automatically do. 
Yeah. I feel your pain, man. Well, that's but, a, that's cool. But I'm okay with it. I mean, because I mean, it's it, it. Everything about that pedal, I was just trying to. I was trying to get noticed because actually my start was uh, I I I went to school in Minnesota and I went to a, a tech school and I actually went to school for music electronics. Really. Yeah, and um, it was the Red Wing uh, Technical College. I think it's Winona State College now. Oh, yeah, um, they have or they still have a brass instrument repair. They have uh, a string instrument repair. They have a Luthery program, and they also had an EMT program, was the Electronic Music Technology program. Mm. And I knew that I kind of always wanted to do something like that. And I wasn't under any illusion that I wanted to be an engineer or anything like that. So I thought I will get the knowledge that I need here, which is always base knowledge, and then use that and then gain from that. And so I started working. My specialty was uh, tube amps. Uh, I actually worked at Naylor Amplification for quite a while. Hmm. Uh, I worked at Guytron as well in the in the 90s and as well as doing repairs uh for like the last 20 years on and off uh, on my private time and stuff and so that point to point you're seeing that kind of came from my background as a tube amplifier maker mm -hmm. and i didn't see a lot of that i mean you see a lot of that more over across the pond mm -hmm. a lot of the english guys do that and I just thought no one was doing it with turrets, which I think personally are a lot cleaner than doing eyelets or doing tag boards. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just it's just a culmination of all these little things that I've been dealing with or working with. Uh, and, you know, on top of the circuit, which I kind of had in the back of my mind for quite a while. And I just kind of got lucky and threw a dart, you know, and I. I got lucky. And this does not feel like you threw a dart at anything. <laughs> this feels very calculated. Well, I, I threw yeah. a dart at the right time. Okay. okay. I, I, I like, I know I can hit a bullseye, but no one's going to care, you know, yeah. like I'll wait, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate the thoughts and your, and uh, what you're saying about it. We, when we came, when I came up with the concept of the Canalia, I did not want to do an op amp overdrive. Yeah. And not that I have a problem with op amp overdrives. There's some really super great ones out there. But my big problem was for people who had non-master vintage or newer amplifiers mm -hmm. that if you got them past 3 o'clock would really sound really great, but really, really piss off your neighbors. Yeah. And I wanted that guy who had a JC, JCM 800 or the guy who had a – you know, a Fender Deluxe Reverb or whatever, and make a essentially a three-channel amp for them. That's so you exactly what you, we said as yep. soon as we plugged. It in. <laughs> yep. You get you get your original amp channel. Yep. You yep. click on the the on and off, and then you got your rhythm or whatever you want to do with that, and then with the gain you can turn that to choice on whether you just want a little bit of a bump or you really want to hit it hot and that's what it's there that's what that, that pedal is for it's not for changing tone it's not for getting 
you know, the really cool, uh, you know, sag or anything like that. It's supposed to take the signal from your guitar, amplify it, add a little bit of hair to it, and then hit the front end of your amp. So the canal is kind of between a boost and an overdrive. Yep. Uh, and that's kind of what I made made it for. That's why there's no tone knobs on it. Yeah. Um, I think, and this is just my personal opinion, on some pedals it's fine, but tone stacks as a general rule on most things just really eat up signal. Oh. And I didn't want to throw a tone stack in that. So I kind of tried to make it as neutral as possible. Uh, I think it favors strats and tells more it does, you know, uh, humbuckers. But I I got a uh, an Ibanez that I play through it, and it can do something really cool that a lot of pedals don't do is when you get that up and you're really smacking the front end of that amplifier, you have that small box amp sag, mm-hmm. you know, when you turn up a 15-watt amp and you can just hear a breakup just a little bit, but it starts going in that fuzzy but not quite sag and i think it's really awesome with with pickups like that yeah so we just wanted to make something simple something that sounded good something that looked good something that was built well and when you have something like that you can call it your own because you can get a mass marketed pedal and joe blow has the exact same thing down the street yeah but every canalia is different every one with the exception of the circuitry well, well so, that adds to the whole like special yeah. thing, you know, it's like, that's why people, you can't just look at it as this is a pedal that does this. It's all of those extra things, but it's, it's a, it's a one-off handmade. Do anything you can to get a hold of this pedal. Cause Tony and I, we first looked at when we first plugged it in, I plugged it into my house and I, I was immediately like, guys, 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 you, like, I, you know, and we live in, uh, we live, you know, not too far away, but it's, it, you know, we got to drive the, all the stuff that we get around to make sure that we all try it out. And I'm just going to run you through what we're playing it on. So I first ran it through, uh, I have one of Dave Harris's, uh, tube amp factory R14s. This is a 14 watt, um, with a reverb on it and out of a, a dual uh, vintage 30 cab. I played my Gibson Les Paul special, double cutaway, sweet. <laughs> and my uh, Hagstrom Viking. I was doing this. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I ran over to, to uh, Tony's. Yeah, what do we, oh, we use my, uh, the Vox AC-15 hand-wired. Yep, hand-wired AC-15 and we played a. Jaguar. Yep. And the Rickenbacker. Right. What model Rick was that? That was the 650. The 650. And then we plugged it into the Maserati, the Dr. Z Maserati. Uh, mm. Cool amp. I'm telling you, that place was smoking. <laughs> it was flames coming out of the windows, man. You know, when when I came in, I people who know me well, I'm very passionate about the things that I talk about, and I can get... I get really excited over the, the littlest of things. So when I came in, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe this. Right. And he's like, give me the. Uh-huh, yeah. OK, sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, young lad. <laughs> right. And then we plugged in. I said, all right, I'm just I'm going to start dialing these knobs in. 
I started everything at zero and then just started to work my way up. His eyes turned into saucers real <laughs> quick. Mm. No, I really, you know, the thing that really impressed me is it, it felt like you're going into an amp. I mean, it's, it's very reactive to how you play, sure. how hard you hit the strings. And as you described it, it basically gives you two extra channels for your amp. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, that to me is the, it is quadrupled the, the power in nothing flat. I mean, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. It almost has about a 30 dB gain on it. Yeah. Mm. So then after, after rattling the roof at Tony's place, I took it over to Jared's and who also met me with, all right, let's plug his pedal in right. see what blah, 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 blah. And we ran that out of his Buddha 30 watt, Ooh. Buddha 30 watt, giant yeah, nice. enormous head, purple vinyl on it. <laughs> and, uh, and then he, he has a brand new vintage Marshall cab that he's got his old, what, what are the speakers you have in that? Uh, right now those are just, uh, heritage thirties, the made in yeah. England ones. It's a seven, like a mid seventies cab. Yep. And then we play oh, like the pre-rollers kind of like, type no, deal? no, they're, they're new, but they're made in England. They're supposed to be like those. And they sound a little okay. similar, but into a, like a seventies cab. Yeah. And, oh, uh, very cool. They can handle that amp. So I just, I just have that plugged in for now. But yeah, when, when Todd turned that on and then Todd said, now just, just be patient and wait. Then he had things turned up and he turned it on. I'm like, wow, that, that really just sounds like another channel in my amp. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Just totally awesome. And I had my overdrive on the amp itself actually turned down. Yeah, we were, yeah. We were toggling back and forth, just kind of right. testing it. The, the Sort of like the, you know, as you said, it's got hair on it. And it's like we're testing sort of like the different kinds of hair. And mm-hmm. um, I think the, maybe the best way to describe it is that the, on, at least on the Buddha, it was, um, it was a, a, a little bit more finer hair, uh, more, uh, more compression, a lot more compression. Yeah. And then yours was like boar hair. Like it opened it up. <laughs> like finely combed boar hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, damn, this thing is smoking. It, he's like... Oh, I'm going to play it out of my Strat. Now, everybody knows me. He's like, Ugh. right, I'm, I'm not a Strat guy. And I was like, man, get, get something with some meat. Yeah, but let's, let's, you, let's, you got these big amps. Let's, let's juice this thing. It, it really cooked. And then yeah. I said, all right, just let's try it with the, uh, was it the Tele Deluxe? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. got the Tele Deluxe with the wide range, uh, wide ranges in there. And, oof. yeah. Blammo. Blow you away. By this point, you know, we like the pedal. I think I told both of you guys, I said, it's like, it's like there's a V8 engine in this thing. <laughs> I got to get a couple of these, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you, t- can you walk us through the controls real quick? Sure. No problem. Um, the pre and the post work like you would think. The pre is, there's essentially two circuits, one running into another. The pre is basically the volume out of the first circuit. So essentially, it's a preamp type gain adjustment. And the post is essentially the last a volume adjustment before it hits out. Mm-hmm. So those two are always on, and they always work together. 
And depending on if you do less post and more pre, you'll get a little bit more compression, not nearly as barky, and uh, it gets a little gainier. Mm -hmm. What I love to do is to take the pre and run it about 11 Mm o'clock and take the post and run that about, you know, 4 o'clock. Yeah. To me, that's – it just totally wakes up an amplifier. Mm Mm-hmm. And the gain uh, is a neat little trick that I figured out. Um, essentially, what the gain is, it's a uh, voltage attenuator. So essentially, when you apply that switch, you are switching in a, a potentiometer in that circuit. And what you do is basically you are starving or opening up that voltage to, the, to that, that initial circuit for the pre and the post. So doing that will change the sound a little, depending on where you have it, which is kind of neat because when you kind of take it about 3 or 4 o'clock, you really can get a little bit of sag there, and you're like, okay, this is really cool. This is perfect for leads. This mm-hmm. is what I exactly. need. And Or if you want to, like, let's say I'm – playing a part that's a little bit more jangly, you know, on the rhythm, but I the chorus is coming up, and I just want a little bit more hair on that to kind of really come in, uh, you can use it in that capacity as well. But essentially, it's kind of like it's, a, it's an additive to your great amp that you already like. I mean, I've always told people, it's like you went and bought this amp for $1,000 or $2,000, the last thing I want to do is poop on it. You know, right. it's like I just want your amp as much as possible to do what it does. It's just kind of a handicap. It helps stamp do what it needs to do without having to do major modifications, without having to sacrifice tone or get too muddy or get too bright. Um, like I said, the Canalia is kind of voiced neutral. Um, I despise the word transparent because uh, nothing is transparent. I this you know I'm okay for terminology. Mm-hmm. I, I just dislike that one a lot, but it's neutral. I mean, it's not bass heavy, it's not trouble heavy, uh, and I have it tuned at you know for the most part as much wide range of pickups you can put through it. Um, it it's it doesn't affect it too much. But, yeah, it's basically I want to adjust my gain. I want to be able to adjust my gain two ways. That's the deal. That's the simplicity behind the Canalia. It's really a, a supercharger. Yeah, it's not yeah even, I would I mean, say that. Even calling it an overdrive is, is doesn't really do it justice. You know, because it just... Well, um, thank you. It's a game changer. I did have a question. Uh, now that I understand what how the gain works, that it's actually a kind of a uh, voltage regulator, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that. D- is there much difference if you run it uh, at nine volts or eighteen volts? I noticed that you can go in the, into the yes. back either nine to eighteen. Yes, definitely. Um, if you run that at eighteen, you're going to get a lot higher headroom. So. Uh, you know, your overall dB doesn't change that much. It's just your the point in where you start getting breakup changes. So let's say you like, I really love the gain of my amp. 
I just need it to go up a little louder. Mm -hmm. That's when it's a good, uh, you know, idea to use the 18 volts. Okay. So you can kind of use it more along the lines of a of a boost, but you know, you know, never fear. If you turn that up, you will make small children cry. So. <laughs> yes, and you will you will make grown men weep with joy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, we we got we got it up pretty loud in in all three homes I believe and uh, it was it was that was something to hear. You said something earlier that you wanted to be able to achieve that you know like what does your amp sound like when it's totally turned up, broken up? Most of us don't get the opportunity to do that unless we're actually on stage, and even then we're usually mic'd, so mm -hmm. you don't want to be blasting it out at full bore. This does an excellent job of giving you the, the tangible feeling of a roaring amplifier. Yeah, without ear bleed With, levels. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Unless you want them, because they're there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, cool, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you sending us this pedal. We were thrilled to play with it. I can't wait to try out other ones. And, you know, when we when you have the, uh, the chameleon come out, I think we should have you back on and we can we can talk about that when the chameleon comes out i will um, send one to you as well as our updated cherry box and awesome. you guys can play with it and and you can find all the rabbit hole that's involved with the cherry box <laughs> hey i'm a i love fuzz too man so i i'm i'm really excited to try that one so really quickly why don't we head into our would you rather segment Jared. Would you rather? Wait, you changed it up. <laughs> Change is good. <laughs> and it's, it's imminent. Okay, excellent. Wow, Change look at this. Imminent. Look at the big brain on Brandon. <laughs> Brandon has brains. Yeah. Would you rather have a week's worth of jazz guitar lessons or a week's worth of country guitar lessons? Country stuff, Ooh. chicken oh, picking, that's, all that kind of good stuff. That's really hard because uh, I don't want to sound like John Schofield. I don't think many people want to sound like John Schofield, so <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on the jazz. Um, country, you know, at first thought you would think, oh, I don't want to sound like that pop, pop country stuff. But, right. you know, if I could sit down with Brad Paisley oh, man. for a week and have him show me licks or – Ricky Skate, any of those guys. Oh. Um, so you can incorporate a lot of that stuff in rock playing. So, yeah, sure. I'd have to go with the country, I think. Okay. Tony? Uh, I guess between the two, I'd probably have to go with the country because country music has evolved into, dare I say, rock music. Yeah. Um, and there's, and, there, and there's some killer players. You know, Paisley's a great guy. By the Vince way, I, Gill, I, I can put you in touch with the guy that taught Brad how to play, too. Oh. He's over in West Virginia. Um, and still plays and still teaches. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there, it, it's, there's been this transformation. It's, I think most of the so-called guitar heroes really are on the country circuit side these days. Yeah. So Yeah, most well, of them are session guys, too. I yeah. mean, they, they go out and they go do tours, but... Uh, the the hot guys for any kind of music they're down in Nashville you yeah. know they're they're quiet and they play great and yeah it's you know an awe to hear some of those guys make the music they do yeah 
especially when they get into the chicken picking stuff. I mean, oh yeah, good. I just so good. Yeah, I see. You know, I've been to a couple of Nam shows, and Johnny Highland plays. Always. Oh, he's a monster! I want to have him on the show, Johnny. If you are listening, we would love to have you on the show. Uh, and you see his hands, and you just think there is no way. No, no. That he's guy a, with those bear paws. No, <laughs> and is he is going to play the stuff he plays. And it's kind of like amazing. you know, again, again, when he used to do the trick with the washcloth on his hand, and yep. he'd be cleaning the guitar, and you're like, "That's amazing." Well, he does it with bear claws. I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's, yeah. Blows my mind. And is if anybody's seen him, you know, do any kind of interviews or anything, he genuinely seems like the nicest person on earth. Like, yeah, very I humble guy. Like, wow. So, yeah. Hey, give us a ring a ding, baby. Uh, Jared, <laughs> what do you got? Well, I'm going to have to go with jazz. Uh, okay. Jazz is extremely difficult to learn. Because of that, I want to try to do it. it. It's it's difficult. I've never really understood the whole concept. So, please teach me jazz. Give me a week's worth of jazz. <laughs> I know it's hard and it's weird. Hey, listen, man, I I want to be able to play Christmas songs on the jazz guitar. (laughs) Christmas time, because that's when... I love Christmas. I think jazz and Christmas are... Jazz guitar and Christmas are... You know, they go hand in hand. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why Joe Pass kind of jazz is pretty cool. I mean, I would like to learn a lot of that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. I didn't think about that. You can learn some really pretty jazz chords. And you can buy a really expensive guitar, jazz, yeah. too. Don't forget yeah, Wes true. Montgomery. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. Killer, killer player. Yeah. Hey, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> I mean, you can't play Johnny he had a He had a few things. <laughs> you can have Denny Cop up in Catawba make me another jazz guitar, too. So, yeah, I'm going to go with jazz this week for the Would You Rather. Todd. Yes. What would you rather, a week's worth of jazz or a week's worth of country? Well... I'm going to go with uh, a week's worth of jazz, too, because I, like I said, I love chicken picks and stuff, but I also know I, man's got to know his limitations. (laughs) But I like the older jazz playing. Uh, I really like sort of ragtimey guitar. I I got turned on that when I saw the sweet and low down, you know, the the sort of the, now that's getting into Django and and, and gypsy jazz and stuff, but that was the precursor for more of the modern jazz that, that we are familiar with. I, I think about Chet Atkins and he's got jazz phrasings and they're mixed with country. So I would want to go down that route Two jazz, two country. It's pretty even. Would you rather this week, man? Yep. It is. Yeah. It is the most even. Would you rather? All right, Sean, Wright, Tell us where people can get your stuff. Um, you can find us on the interwebs. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. You can get us at uh, com, And we are willing to work with you. And we are willing to make your dreams come true. No, I mean, we, we like to work with everybody. And, I mean, we do some custom stuff. And to me, the whole process is just fun. I mean, really, you're like, who else gets to do this crazy stuff? I mean, so we definitely take it uh, as a, especially when you get things that are a challenge, you're like, you know, why did I say yes to this? But then when you get it done, you know, you feel really good about it. 
and you also know that you learned a new skill or did something different. Because um, I was never a woodworker. I mean, this stuff kind of happened to me, and I had to learn all this stuff overnight. And I have no aptitude for many things. And so it's like, okay, well, get on that horse or fall off. One of the two, you got to figure it out. So yeah. But we love it, and it just we just enjoy doing the process and we like making people happy. I mean, you can't imagine how it makes me feel that you guys are excited about pedal, um, from all different facets, you know, the sound, the look, that's what we want to impart on people. We want people to be, uh, inspired. You know, it's like when you pick up a guitar, it doesn't, it's not tuned any different than any other guitar, but for whatever reason you picked it up and it feels, mm-hmm. and you just learned a new lick or you just played a song you hadn't heard in a long time. We want to try to do that with the Canalia. We want to inspire people to do really neat things. Your guitar will thank you. That's what you need. TM, TM, <laughs> circle R. Right. Yeah, Tim, Tim. <laughs> you need that. Backslash. You can have that. I gift that. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we want to thank our executive producers. That would be Tom Barazin and Martin Cliff at this point for uh, your support of our podcast. Thank you. If you would like to become an executive producer, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs to find out how. That's right. Well, that's the end of the show, everybody. Sean, thanks for being on, buddy. We really appreciate you uh, taking your time, sharing it with us, and sharing the knowledge of your excellent product and just you know getting to know you a little bit. And we hope that everybody takes some time to go find you out on the interwebs on Instagram and elsewhere. Yeah, you're an official knob now, so that's cool. Hey, thank you. I had a great time, gentlemen, and big fan of the show, and thanks for having me on, guys. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. Only one thing left to do. That's right. Subscribe! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was I got stuck real quick because <laughs> I was trying to read something. <laughs> I'm also pleased. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, Four on the Floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarnobs. Catch you next time.